On this week's episode of Bungalow Around the Bus, Brendan and Scotty are hanging out at the Fringe Festival eating ribs and talking about the Art History Museum. And a boy saves man's best friend. A dog. Welcome to another episode of Bungalower and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com, and with me tonight is... Scotty Campbell. Hey, sub it in for John Bustecker, who's, right. you know, I don't know, riding horses or... Do you, you don't know where, what he's doing? I don't know where he is. He's up in who Michigan, can, I Who think. can guess some right. adventure? <laughs> That's what happens. You get a real job. You get to go on real vacations. <laughs> it sounds great. We're hanging out tonight in the Art and History Museum's Maitland, getting a private behind-the-scenes tour. Yeah, it's quite quite awesome. It's we're, awesome. We're in a museum by ourselves. It's kind crazy. of by ourselves. Our friends are over listening in the wings to make sure we don't mess up and say the wrong things. Or take things. Or take things. Yeah. I am prone to that. <laughs> uh, their upcoming exhibition is called On Scene Segovia, which is not from uh, the Avengers. It's Segovia is a real place. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I have no, uh, no. reference. Sarkovia is a place in 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 the Avengers. Well, that's just where not even this uh, place. One, exa- that's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't want you to be confused. You're already confused. I think you confused people. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here, Scotty. You're here to be the everyman. You know, on scene, Segovia, it's it's inspired by the travels of the Art Center founder, Jules Andre Smith. And so 100 years ago in April, the founder of this campus uh, went on a trip. He went across the ocean and then went to Paris and then went and met some of his artist friends over in Spain and they just went around and like drew stuff and, and painted and etchings and and then like today when you can uh, whip out your phone and take pictures of things he uh, used his art and also uh, his words to describe the things that he saw and that he encountered which I love yeah you absolutely. know as an artist myself it's nice to see that and they actually compiled they made a little book uh, of his journal and so you can read through it and he was like a funny. Uh, gregarious character which you could guess if you've ever been to this campus before by seeing some of the things that he's created here uh and it comes through in his writing so it's really interesting to see the person behind the center as like a person uh go figure if you haven't been here you're you're missing one of the gems of our area and you should get here post haste and this exhibit is the great excuse to do that well said And it opens tonight. They're doing an (laughs) opening, but you know, it's too late for you to get here for the opening, but you can still see it. It's going to be on, uh, on show through, I want to say September 19th. And, uh, you should come here. Absolutely. No excuse. You've got plenty of time. I wrote about it. There's a beautiful write up up on bungalow.com written by yours truly with some beautiful pictures. If you want to see what it looks like. And there's donkeys. There's donkeys yeah, in, in your post. Part. Yeah. Oh, and the art. There's donkeys in the art and there there are words about the art the donkeys as well. Right. Donald the donkeys, donkeys you need. <laughs> I think they missed an opportunity to not calling it the donkey show, but you know That's that's my this art. That's why show. I'm not a curator. It's I probably guess. just my life is the donkey show. Right. <laughs> my life is the donkey show. <laughs> my life show. is the donkey show. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the news. It's what we do on Bungalore and the Bus. All right. Right? 
you're near the Lay bus it on today. me. You're the short bus. I'm. Oh, <laughs> that's what we should call you. That's you're the not. Short no, bus. that is not happening. Oh, it's happening. Many reasons. It just happened. Uh, Val Demings is challenging Marco Rubio. Did yes. you hear about this? It's, is that official? Yeah. I, I'd heard that she was thinking about it. No, she said it's happening for his, for his Senate seat. Just, it's on. So there were rumors that she was going to run against Governor Ron DeSantis, but uh, Charlie Crist is running for that position. So blah, 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 Democrats. Yeah. They got it all out. figured out behind closed doors. Yep. With, what, do you think they did like a thumb war? I don't know. I feel like there must be like somebody deep underground... Who uh, who gets to to tell them what to do or something? Same? They they all just like fall in line. I'm not really. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. But anyway, I go go Val. I I like go. I like her and uh, and uh, we you know could certainly use somebody uh, different in that position. Are we supposed to be talking politics? That happens. I just well I don't it was like. News I brought it up. I'm not sure. We I, do I, have a dinner table test at Bungalower where we try to talk about things that you can talk about at the table. And politics is not one of them. But I slipped this in because I thought it was interesting. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So we won't say uh, how we feel about Marco Rubio. No. no. <laughs> I don't want to isolate us anymore than we have from real radio listeners. Uh, 44 states are petitioning Facebook to drop Instagram for kids. Yeah, that's I'm with them. That's, that's such a crazy idea. Yeah. The idea would be that it would be marketed to kids under the age of 13, uh, but by bipartisan letters cited concerns about the effects of social media on the health and well-being of children. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. On, it's, uh, I would say that on it's not only the, the no, children, it's all of us. Creepy old man on there. Well, too, there, that, like, there could be that as well, but yeah. I mean, it, I think it's, uh, I was just reading a book by Simon Sinek called uh, Leaders Eat Last, which you can uh, check out from Orange County <laughs> Library System. Um, but uh, it, he talks a lot about um, this whole digital age and, and what it's doing to to us. I'll tell you what, if you think my tweets were bad when I was 18, can you just imagine what they would have been if I was tweeting when I was seven? <laughs> Who knows what I'd be saying? Like, there's no. Yeah, I would never be able to run for political office. <laughs> uh, Four hundred and seventy-three thousand people filed for unemployment last week, and that's down by thirty-four thousand from the prior week. So, congrats, world in yes. Florida. Step by step, we're we are getting. Yeah, it. this marks the lowest point since the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak last March. Uh, but remains above pre-coronavirus levels. But we keep hearing about the shortage, right? People, we have a movie event, for instance. Uh, we couldn't get a food truck because all our food truck usual partners don't have enough staff to take on extra gigs right now. Or there's a, uh, we just hung out with the folks from Healthy Junk Food, the YouTube people, and they took me to Taste of Chengdu in Baldwin Park. And their other location, which is a very popular restaurant, just went through innovations. It's been closed, but they can't reopen it because they don't have enough staff. Yeah. Enough to sta- you know, that to, to trust with reopening the restaurant, which is such a, an interesting place to be in, right? We've got all these people reportedly looking for jobs, but the service industry is true, not. but I, I, you know, I think also the service industry probably has a little soul searching to, to go through to, to think about how, how they run a business and, uh, are they, you know, is what they're doing attractive enough to somebody to, to make a living. And one thing that I think of is we've seen their fast food restaurants who are running into the same thing. It's just not your, you know, neighborhood restaurant or food truck. And they're, uh, starting to offer 
a minimum wage that make you know the, the, what what the minimum wage should be. You know, we're seeing bonuses too, just to like yeah, interview. bonuses. Yeah, we talked about that McDonald's that was giving people like fifty bucks just to show up for an interview. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I talk big because I do not own a restaurant, and you um, got a big mouth. But I, uh, but you know, the, I, I think that's part of what we're seeing is there. You might need to take a look at. Um, your, your business model. Is it attractive to somebody to be a server for two, whatever, an hour? Right. And you're not really able to guarantee them that you're going to, to have enough diners for them to, to walk out of there with an, enough cash, right? Well, even so, when I was getting paid more than that at Hard Rock, you know, you'd still be walking out. But enough of that. Let's talk about this dog thing. Did you read that story about the dog? I did read the story about the dog. I read it on Bungalore. Oh! Hashtag. That was before everybody else picked up the story. It's so crazy. So wow. one of our uh, our previous House of the Day clients, Nicole Rader, she's a local realtor, uh, sent me this story and a photo saying, hey, my neighbor just saved this dog from the middle of Lake Island over in uh, Park Lake Island. Yep. Go yep. figure. Right, was like, right around our house. Right? From our house, yeah. And so I sat on it for a little bit and I was like, ah, what is this? Do I want to do this? And then I called up the people involved. This guy, Patrick Dunleavy, uh, young guy. He he had given his mom basically one of those vouchers, like, I'll do yard work for you for Mother's Day, right? And she right, just right. cashed it in. Yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> like immediately. And, and like unlike every other mother, she cashed it in. She actually cashed it in because <laughs> he apparently had to do yard work. So they were out back in the yard, and he was doing the yard work. And... Uh, while he was working there, this random dog came running up to him, like no leash, didn't know what was up, like a little pity, had obviously just had like some some babies, some puppies, and uh, when he approached it, she just ran off, just ran off, and then he heard a splash, and he could see Lake Highland from his backyard, and saw the dog jumping Lake Highland, and just was swimming away from him, like that's just skedaddling, and uh, tried to pull itself up on a dock, couldn't get up on the dock, and then gave up, and then spun around and started swimming out to the middle of the lake, and then it just kept doing circles, Scotty. Right. So, like, clearly a dumb dog <laughs> was just doing circles in the middle of the lake, and he was I like, I hope that, that dog, dog isn't listening. That was mean. <laughs> probably doesn't speak English. <laughs> and then, uh, so he grabbed his, this guy, Patrick Dunlevy, grabbed his paddleboard, Paddled out to the middle of the lake really quickly. Yeah. And uh, as a young man can do, and put the dog up on the paddleboard and then swam the paddleboard back because the dog didn't want to be on the paddleboard with him. Yeah. And hauled it all the way back. And it had a chip in it. They brought it to uh, Lock Haven Veterinary Hospital who scanned it. They couldn't get a hold of the owners. And the Dunleavies, the whole family, was going to go out on a trip the next day. So they had to leave the dog with a sh- with a shelter, which they did not want to do, but they uh-huh. couldn't figure out what else to do. And they found the home eventually, but they don't they would they don't know who they are. They love to hear who They'd these like people hear, are. Hear, 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 if yeah. this is your dog, They'd like to meet them, maybe see the dog again, right? Yeah, then let us know, and we'll put you in contact. Cause and, I have their contact info. And listeners, uh, I can save you some trouble. Uh, you don't have to click on Bungalore because Brendan just told you the entire story. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe with some embellishments, even. No, maybe I am Irish, and it was <laughs> it was just a wonderful story, and I'm so glad I pursued it. And then Fox 35 contacted me, and they're like, "Hey, you got to hook us up with this guy," as they always do. 
right? And I was like, I'll do it if you give me a shout out for once. And they did. So that was nice. But we like them. So congratulations to Patrick Dunleavy. And if you guys see a dog struggling in the lake, I hope you don't just grab a beer. I hope you go out and save it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go help that dog out. Speaking of investigative journalism that she won an award. Yes. Carla Ray, my buddy Carla Ray, who you've met. Yeah. She's with uh, Channel 9. We, we had pizzas with her over at Perla's Pizza in Ivanhoe not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. And she, uh, where she told me, I'm not as nice as you think I am, Brendan. You obviously don't watch oh, the show. I do, do you remember, remember that? that. And I, was like, I do remember well, that. Well, I guess I don't watch the show. I always thought of you as a nice person. She, uh, she caught, she caught, uh, what did she do? She spent a whole bunch of time going through the CARES Act loan Yeah, records, I've heard about this. And yeah. she discovered over a hundred... Just this easy fakes where people were pretending to have fake farms in downtown Orlando. At least a hundred, right? And there, and everybody knows there's only a couple of real farms in downtown <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> and they're not farming things you can get federal money oh, for. Oh no, they're farming ants. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about marijuana. <laughs> I, I got it. But she found out. That's crazy. So they're, they're estimating that scammers have cashed in on an estimated $80 million from the CARES Act loan pro- program, which was meant to help small businesses. So these people are pretending. And they're not. They're using these fake addresses. But some of the fake addresses are associated with actual people's homes. And so these people are getting mail now like, hey, you owe seventy thousand dollars for your farm farm loan you got to pay us back and they're like they can't get a hold of the government who gave them the money the program people because apparently they're swamped and they can't aren't answering emails and it's just crazy it's wow. a big mess um but kudos to carla ray for discovering that good job carla she went through like tens of thousands of records just trying wow. to find that she like sleuthed it out yeah and that's why local journalism is important they're not just a bunch of hacks like me talking about drowning dogs they actually go out there and do the work true 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 but i did the work i called i called patrick dunlevy before we yeah before we go any further Uh uh-huh uh i know where we were uh going to try to pretend like the uh show just continued uninterrupted but it's pretty clear that we're currently at a different venue than when we started out the show okay should we say why we had to move yeah but you go ahead so go ahead. the it's, art and history center was so kind to give us that tour it was it was awesome the art was gorgeous i actually i think i'm gonna go back because i don't think i had enough time to look at some of the etchings um but my card wasn't working, so we couldn't record the show. The, the, so we had your, to leave. your SD card, is my that what we call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For, so, for the recorder. So we had to change the venue, and now I, we're hanging out at the Fringe Festival Lawn of Fabulousness. I had to clarify because it, you said it, my, your card wasn't working, and it sounds like we're broke or something. Oh, credit card. Well, that too. Yeah, well, John makes fun of me every but episode. But we're smart enough not to use our cards anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go through that embarrassment. Know, you got a business expense the hell out of that. Who's using their own money for anything nowadays? It's 2021. Yeah. That's how you stay poor when you use your own money. Right. Yeah. Right. Rich people aren't doing that. <laughs> they expense it and they don't pay taxes. That's so so I'm sorry to interrupt. What, what is our what's our next uh, item on the agenda? Well, nothing to apologize for. I'm glad we came here because we got to have some of Jimmy Bear's barbecue. Jimmy Bear's you- barbecue, best barbecue in the, the area, in my opinion. I- it's, they have a brick and mortar over in St. Cloud. 
But we discovered them through Fringe. Through Fringe, and they come back every year, and they have the best ribs in Central Florida. Yeah. I think they're not paying us for this. We just really yeah. love them. They're just Shout nice Vinny. people. Vinny, who owns it, yeah. nice guy. What's his wife's name? Oh, I put you on the spot. You did put me on the I spot. I can't remember either. She's uh, lovely, though, too. She, they own a comedy too. club in St. Cloud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, should we save my soapbox moment? Let's talk about it. Okay. Because I got to get this off my chest. All so right. this is one of those things when... You're going to be... If you stand on a soapbox, you're going to be like You know what? There. We, actually, so we don't tall. have enough time. But when, we don't have enough time for this big one because I want to really get into it. Okay. Um, but we'll save it for the second segment. Scotty shared a news article with me and, and I kind of looked into it a little bit more and, and reached out to the city and I got in trouble uh, with one of the the big men on the city campus. And I'll, I'll tell you about it after after the break. Okay. But... It, it's, in, it's not sitting well with me, and I just want to Got to get it off it. your chest. Get off my chest and talk through it with you. So we'll yeah. see what. But otherwise, the other news, um, RIP to Chico Mendonca. I might have said that name wrong. Uh, he's the founder of the Bem Bomb food truck. Oh, no. Right? He was working at the restaurant there in Audubon Park. He died at the age of 57, uh, survived by his wife, Dee, who said that he had been diagnosed with cancer this past October. Oh, wow. And, uh, and he passed away, and, and he launched the truck in 2012 to feature his native Portuguese cuisine, because he's from Portugal. Yeah. I uh, think he wasn't well represented here in town, and, and everybody loved him. So, and Amy Drew from the Orlando Sentinel wrote a wonderful piece about him. I guess they were they grew to really like each other. And Amy Drew's great. I like her a lot. Uh so go look that up if you want to learn more. But this about is them. Uh, you said food truck, but that's also it they started a- as a food truck, and then they took over an old bank there in Audubon Park on Curran Drive, yeah. and they converted it into a restaurant. And, that, yeah. and it was not an easy process because it's anytime you change something from like a retail re- use, use to restaurant, the, yeah, that's the, quite a the city and everybody puts you. through through it yeah and they went through it i think it took like three years for them to open that up but it was important to them to open in a bank because they wanted to keep their food safe <laughs> you know what they kept the safe too though. that's funny <laughs> that's a good joke that was good you're welcome yeah, yeah i like that i might touch your butt later for that one <laughs> uh domu wings gone did you gone. ever have this Did the you wings are gone or the they domu's so gone. domu restaurant they specialize in ramen but they also since they're so smart credit to them the dining room's a little bit smaller and they open up there's always a wait there and rather than just have you wait outside they have a bar so they make you sit at the bar right until the until you can get your table it's very new york and uh while you're at the bar you can get some finger food and so they have this korean fried chicken it's super crispy korean fried chicken is a little different because they render off the fat in the fryer which makes the skin really crispy Almost like you're uh-huh. eating cornflakes or something. It's just crunchy. Okay. And delicious. And everybody loved their wings. And so they launched a whole online thing during the pandemic called Domu Wings. You could just order their wings. Uh, and people loved it, Scotty. Really? But it's gone now. It just They just disappeared. We had somebody, not just one person. We had a couple people reach out and say, Brendan, where is, where is Domu Wings? Find out what the story is. And they so, said it's gone indefinitely. So Carla Ray is busting people <laughs> during the pandemic How for stealing CARES you? Act. And <laughs> your big news is someone is stopped selling yeah. wings. And you know what? All right. That's what we're here for. Welcome to Bungalore the I Bus. Am, we're going to go to break. 
Uh, Scotty Campbell, I hate you. And uh, <laughs> come back after break, and I'll tell you who yelled at me from City Hall. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Grab a cup of coffee and join us for Sunday Morning Genealogy on May 23rd. You'll have a chance to ask any type of genealogy question or propose a genealogy discussion topic. Our next Meet the Author event celebrates Asian American and Pacific Islander Month. Join us for this panel of writers presented on YouTube and Facebook Live on May 23rd. DIY Mason Jar Terrarium will be on May 25th. The library will show you step-by-step how to create your own closed terrarium. You'll need materials for this one, so check our website for details. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Brendan, I know you've never been in a car accident. I've, but had, I've been in a couple. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I've been in a couple, but I never knew who to call. Who? You didn't know to call Mo. No, and I wish I had. So if you're ever in a car accident, another one. Uh-huh. You, How can you, I remember? You just call Mo. Just call Mo DeWitt. Okay, what's his website? It's justcallmo.com. Now I feel dumb. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. I'm here because somebody said my name three times. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com. And with me tonight is... Scotty Campbell. Filling in for John Bussecker. We're calling Scotty the short bus today. This is not a funny joke. It it is because we love love you and we love short buses. So two of my favorite things together. You can make them into expedition vans. People are doing that now. It's your trying. I did not know that. I nope. did not know that. But I don't want to be called the short bus. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Art and History Museum's Maitland, who are hosting their immersive summer exhibition inspired by Spain. And it's called On Scene Segovia. You've got until September uh, 19th to get in there and check it out. I it's loved it. Cool, yeah. And there's a lovely little book that you can buy in the gift shop that's... that's uh, Andre Smith's actual writing of his experience in Spain as he as he toured it was his last what I found sad was I didn't know this it was his like last European trip he used to go there all the time and then he he had an injury from the war mm-hmm. and then that caught up with him they yeah. caught up with him they had to amputate his leg then he couldn't go traveling anymore yeah. so this is all like from his last big trip and all of his his little art journals like Indiana Jones you know he had a little pocket diary and he yeah. record everything i think that's super cool it's very well done so but we moved over now we're hanging out at the uh green lawn of fabulousness at the orlando international fringe festival at lock haven park and we just had the best ribs in town but <laughs> we, we, i think From we January's mentioned that barbecue. And and you'll hear uh, in the background stand-up comedy there's all sorts of stuff going on out here especially for a thursday night and the reason we're we're also excited about fringe is because you have a show in it right scotty I, I do have a show in it. I, I am in the Little Merman from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> We're in one of the, they call them bring your own venues uh, at its house over there on Church Street, which you hey, talked about on the show. Short hey, Um And uh, yeah, so it's uh, written by Kristen Kelty, directed by local, him. He's also guy. in it. But it's a weird show. If you like your theater weird, we challenge you because this is weirder than you think. 
think you like your theater. And it's a mashup of just what it sounds like. Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Little Mermaid. Who do you play? And I play uh, I play two roles. I play Richard, who's a scientist, uh, a hunky scientist, like 1950s <laughs> And you get hunk. naked. And I do not get naked. I'm in the bathing yeah, suit. Yeah, show no, your pecker. I don't. And then I also play Butch, who uh, once you see it, you'll be, pr- it's pretty clear he's the star of the show. Butch is a mantis shrimp, uh, tough guy, uh, and, and, uh, and pretty much steals the show. And the main character. What's that? And a mentor to the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, well, he's sort of, yeah, sort of in a in in, in a way. And uh, Butch was actually constructed by uh, Davy, um, Wavy Davy, who used to make puppets for uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, among, a among other things, among and other just things. a kind yeah. heart, very kind. We he, like him a lot. He came today to give uh, Butch some touch ups, and, oh, that's and good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nips and tucks. Yeah, when you have a couple shows coming up, people, where can they find information on where to get tickets? Oh, just go to the Orlando Fringe, uh, OrlandoFringe.org. Right. If I was a better partner, I'd write about it. So let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, next show will be tomorrow. Okay. Um, it, yeah, at uh, I believe that's at five. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Before the break, Scotty, we teased everybody. I, every week, generally, I feel like someone from City Hall gets mad at me. And this week, it was someone who's kind of higher up there. So Uh-oh. I was a little caught off guard. You had not earlier, the mayor. No, no not the mayor. Because <laughs> he doesn't get mad about anything. No. Nope. No. Scotty, you had shared a story with me that was by the Orlando Sentinel. Yep. And they ran a piece about crime in downtown Orlando and how it spiked. Well, and gun violence. Gun violence specifically, specifically. yeah. And how it has spiked during the pandemic. In fact, uh, the Sentinel says it's gone up by 23% from just January to May compared to last year. And they've had over 177 reported shootings. That is crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, Crazy. And they're saying, well, everyone's like, oh, it's probably gang violence. And there was like a spike in gun violence countywide last year. They're saying most of these shootings are just like young people with guns because they're just scared. Right. The Sentinel goes through how the fact that, the, you know, where where the these uh, things have happened and where they're located. This it, and, and, and it's pretty, pretty clear it's not a gang. So they're uh, coming they're up with related. the Downtown Development Board, the CRA. They're talking about uh, raising, they're, they're upping their spend. On crime preventing measures, I just had seen in in the city council notes that they're upping it up by eight hundred thousand dollars right now for like just an influx of, of things. They're they're going to be spending more on more law enforcement officers, more code enforcement officers downtown, more cameras and more like license readers in the parking garages, and but also as part of that, uh, Thomas Chapman from the downtown development board and the CRA. Said and I quote. I'm going to read this quote. Yeah, you better quote it. That's that's the best best yeah. route for this. Dense crowds contribute to violence downtown, and steps like repealing a temporary permit program for outdoor sales and restaurant seating can help reduce overcrowding on Orlando's sidewalk. He also said, and in order to help tamp down on that street party, that anything goes kind of atmosphere that seems to be pervasive. Throughout downtown at this time, we're imposing some measure measures, some other measures, and those are the measures I just told you about. Like they're upping the spend on more law enforcement officers. So, in that, we don't really write about crime or talk about it, but what we do talk about are things like the sidewalk dining permits and their temporary outdoor right, dining permits. Right. So I, I sent the quote, I sent the link to the city of Orlando, and I said, "Hey, I saw here Thomas Chapman's talking about repealing uh, this the sidewalk 
dining permits. What what's that about? I'd love to hear more. How does where does that frame parklets? Because we've loved seeing these things happen downtown. I like seeing people out on the sidewalks. I like that. What will happen? And I immediately got a call back. We set up a call, and Thomas, man, like laid it into me, saying that I misunderstood what he had said. Uh, and misunderstood the article and how he was disappointed that I felt like that, you know, that I that I was so misinformed. And I was like, well, then lay it on me, Mr. Chapman. How am I misinformed? He because thinks it's right here because this is what article. I'm reading. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't say, you know, it's not there's nothing in there about me saying get rid of what he meant to say was, which I guess this full quote was not given or, or provided. Um was that they're going to repeal the temporary one, but still allow people to go through the regular permitting process if you want to put in sidewalk seating, which is great. That's great. But I also think it's kind of makes more sense to have a vibrant street life to just keep that accessible. What I also don't understand uh, and still don't understand after after the uh, talking to I received was... How does that apply to gun violence? Because I'll tell you what, there aren't a lot of temporary sidewalk areas happening in downtown Orlando where the gun violence has spiked, right? And so what we're seeing more of is those things, these pop-up dining areas in the main street districts that are outside of the central business district. Yeah. So so this repeal of that ease of, of doing these pop-ups really just affects It'll affect the main street districts more than it will a downtown districts. And and if you're looking at incentivizing uh, better behavior downtown, then they should be potentially maybe throwing money at more retail uses or more uh, restaurant uses instead of just bars, right? Because we do have a high percentage of bars downtown. If you're talking about behaviors that encourage crime and bad behavior, drinking is a big factor, Right. And they've cut checks before to incentivize the publics downtown. That their rent is subsidized by the CRA or was at first. The uh, the Plaza Cinema, the movie theater, they wanted a movie theater downtown, so the rent was you know incentivized by the CR and the D in the DDP Downtown Development Board. They could be doing that for uses that they want to see more of, and now is the time because there are more vacancies downtown. So why not do that? Instead of also increasing the spending on, on policing and, and whatever. So, but I didn't hear any of that. What I heard was I just didn't understand what was happening. Um, which I didn't respond well to, Scotty. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's, there's a way to communicate things that also sounds, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it sounds like uh, perhaps he did misspeak and... Uh, and, and I'm sure he's under in, fire right I'm now. I'm sure he is. Right? They, sure. Don't have, they don't have a nighttime economy manager right now, which, you know, this would be one of the things they'd be leading the charge on in cooperation with other departments. Uh, but I, so it's just an interesting, it's just interesting to see that. And it's sad that he's under siege, apparently, because he felt like he was under siege also by me, which is not at all what I intended. Because uh, obviously I want downtown to be healthy and happy and great. Right, because we're invested. But it sounds in that like well. it, that, with regard to those outside seating things, it's it's moving in the right direction. Perhaps the pandemic has helped to move the needle a little bit. But then they're going to step in and, and have uh, some actual permitting that will make some sense, and uh, perhaps there will be better ADA compliance. Because I I would say that that isn't 
hap- that did not happen with what the things that happened in, during the pandemic. And uh, I don't know. And you and I also have talked about this offline. And the you know I'm I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of these. I know you're not. Which because I've uh, you know particularly in Thornton Park, there's one area where I see people actually using them, and that's in front of Burton's and that. But there, there, that also jar. is using parking spaces. And I'm afraid the with the way that things are in Orlando, uh, we don't meet seem to be moving toward alternative transportation very very quickly well i think i think it's easier to push people towards alternative transportation when it's not as easy to park your car like if you know that you're going to a spot where parking is a nightmare or not or just more difficult then you're going to try to think about other ways and i think if that means that that environment makes biking give you vip spots and access to festivals and cool events then cool Parking, driving shouldn't be the easiest option. And if that's oh, because it, it, we have more sidewalk seating, then I say sign I'm up. Not, I'm not saying you know that I that I agree that it should be the option, but I, I just think that that is the reality. I also think that you want to know the truth. If you don't have a way to park downtown, then people don't do things. That's why downtown has always struggled. Well, so you, you see, I think there's an older crowd of people that prefer the main street districts around the central business district because it's free parking because you can there's larger parking lots you can Absolutely. Just in, which is fine and, they, great. and then they'll park in residential neighborhoods and and uh that causes its own problems rinse wash repeat <laughs> now say something nice uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a so we're talking hard time about, at the moment sorry so they're talking about big crowds being this uh like it, it encourages bad behavior is is what we're hearing, which seems to have come out of one particular shooting. I, I, it, but maybe I'm generalizing. I think but well, just... they're also having a lot of fights and a lot of arrests, and they're seeing it's actually well. One thing I didn't touch on, uh, Tom, Thomas was telling me, Mister Chapman was telling me uh, that the they're seeing a lot of bodies downtown that are not translating to sales for those businesses so he's when he's talking about these this street party atmosphere he's talking about people who are just coming downtown and just hanging out in the streets and not and not buying anything and which with also bothers him and he doesn't like the idea or the visual of people just hanging out in the streets and and you know smoking the drugs or whatever touching that's, each other's that's butts. what he said he didn't say that i'm saying it <laughs> well i d- i don't understand that attitude yeah. and i i don't think that that's leading to violence necessarily but along uh, those but, lines you know, altamont has just canceled their red hot and boom july 4th event right and now i'm wondering with this with this stance that the city's taking on large public gatherings especially at evening and the evening hours will this affect their public programming and there's been talks of like closing magnolia boulevard in downtown and making that into a pedestrian friendly boulevard where you can do large public gatherings and right things. right and so will this stance against people hanging out in the streets and lingering uh, or loitering, as some people might no, call it, I, will that change? I don't think so because I I think you're you're talking about uh, yeah just somebody w- with an opinion being quoted in a, a news article, and this isn't necessarily what everybody the opinion of everybody. So I I don't, I don't think it's that big of a 
entire thing. You know the other the other well, part. Way to that's, kibosh that's, my whole argument and episode. I was hoping we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the other part that's missing here, though, is, is on the other end of this gun violence. Uh, rather than this is like you know being on the other side with adding more police and adding adding a camera so you happen to catch the shooting. Basically, I guess. Yeah, they're trying um, they, to make they, it so this, like this is this is like trying to to put a bandaid on it, yeah. rather than these the local governments, any any government working on more, be, better gun control, and it's always You're weird about to gun me. Control on one hundred four point one. Yeah, it's right. weird to me, and and hear me out. I don't uh, don't often get on this subject anymore because uh, my dad has. I I would. I would call them opinions, but I'm not sure what it's called when when you uh, take something and just Feels. an idea and just put it into cement and don't want to talk. Um, but but uh, if you are somebody who likes guns, thinks you should have guns, it's never made any sense to me why you wouldn't want want it to be harder for people to to get the guns. Why why? Because it's their right, like water. Yeah, well, it right? is. It is an. It is. It, it's not. It a should right, be a privilege. Course, but, um, <laughs> but but I, I I don't. You know that that that's always that always hasn't made much sense to me because I, it, it seems like uh, yeah. you would want a healthier environment for your guns. We're I getting don't know political again. It, We're getting know? political. Oh, in this I'm episode. sorry. No, Let's it's okay. I did it. I did it earlier. And now you're doing now it. Now it's my turn. It well, I think I. I, I got more. I got more. We got more news. So, All right. City Fish in Orlando, in Winter Park, rather. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that not fair. Orlando Avenue. Orlando Avenue. Not Fairbanks. Orlando Avenue. Yeah. They uh, recently carried out some renovations. They added this enclosed addition without attaining the proper permits, apparently, and so they've been shut down until they can uh, get everything up to code and up to snuff. And so we had a few people asking us, what happened with City Fish? We couldn't wait to go eat there and see what was happening. Why are they not open again? That's why. And we'll, we haven't even written about it yet. You're hearing about it on the radio <laughs> first. I just thought we'd give you a little give you a little reward for listening. Thanks you know? for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. That's, that's, do you want to know what the code violations were? It's yeah, more parking tell. issues. Uh, Isn't that crazy? See? So by adding more seats... You, they've added 22 new s- seats in their dining room, which means they need at least eight new parking spots. And because they didn't get the building permit and the approvals beforehand, they are now, they don't have enough parking spots. They have too many people sitting in there. So that's why they're saying it's unsafe. Gotcha. Parking minimums. No, par- parking, that's true, though. I mean, it, we we live in a residential area that is... Uh, now mating with a big business area and what they they wind up like sharing parking lots or you have a business yeah. that's decided to tell the city that they have their a parking lot but but then they <laughs> do they do, do do they, they do events in it instead of ha- using it for parking yeah so they're they're in the street and they're and and you know that's that's what do you think great. what do you think about uh, Exploria Stadium opening up at full capacity in June? I am glad to hear that we're taking another step toward uh, you know normalcy. Back, normalcy as they like to say. I have uh, I will admit going to the the city games. I have enjoyed that it's limited capacity because it's easier to get around. Doesn't yeah. doesn't doesn't I don't have to wait as long to get, get a beer? to get my beer. 
but I I also uh, miss the uh, miss the energy and and uh, the cheers of the crowd. So but I, last time we were there, someone fell on me because they're you know goofing off and I there's a behavior <laughs> there's a behavior issue of people not remembering how to act in public right now which is probably why the gun things are up right now because people just don't know how to behave anymore it's wild west we're all like newborns well i'm i'm sure that the the gun thing house also yeah. has you know and violence has to do with just um you know we, we've all gone we've all gone through some stuff you know <laughs> like without exception we have all that gone through some stuff you know? we've all gone through some stuff <laughs> uh the downtown development board who I hope isn't mad at me anymore <laughs> after this episode. They just installed a new sculpture downtown. It spells out DTO in big yellow oh, yeah, letters that cool. light up. Yeah. It's now outside the Discover Downtown Information Center. So if you want to go take a cute new selfie downtown, go check that out. Just don't loiter too long or you'll get in trouble. And then uh, do think, go ahead. I think Halsey might put we paste one it? of his things on oh, it. Probably. <laughs> you might get him in trouble, though, if you just said his sorry. on the radio. Just narked him out. Uh-oh. Uh, there's a regional rail trail in East Central Florida, which is now complete. FDOT has been working on a... They're working on this giant East Central Regional Rail Trail, and it's going to go from Titusville and Brevard to DeBerry and then Edgewater and Volusia. So it's like this three-way thing. It's huge. It's huge. It's also part of the... Under construction, 250-mile coast-to-coast trail that's going to run from the Atlantic Ocean to the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. So it's part of that, too. So very exciting to see those little pieces coming together. So maybe one day we can go out there all together. Uh, The city's looking for photos of historic stuff for their 2022 historic preservation calendar. And this year's theme will be historic windows and doors. So if you like taking artsy pictures of historic <laughs> windows and doors i haven't shared the information yet on online but i'll share it so you can do it <laughs> uh, we have some time to talk about events see i'll do i'll make it quick okay there's a new documentary out on hulu called some kind of heaven and it's behind the scenes documentary of the palm tree lined fantasy land that is the villages yeah, yeah i want to see that follow the intimate stories of four residents in america's largest retirement community as they strive to find happiness and meaning in their later years i saw the preview and i was like whoa i, I know it looks that. really yeah. intense yeah uh, again the orlando french festival is happening all week and weekend it is Our it is tonight it's too late for this we won't give you more friday stuff saturday porch stock is going to be happening in colonial town you can drink and listen to live music at four different front porches in colonial town it's like a progressive concert you just kind of work your way through the through the neighborhood just trying to picture front porches and colonial Colonial, there's some cute ones over there all right there's a beach cleanup at fort DeSoto park if you want to hang out with the folks from uh keep pinellas beautiful and ideas for us that's uh it's fire. <laughs> but the radio, we people hear us all the way in Cocoa Beach. Which oh, is, okay. Well, because we yeah, have calm uh, down, calm down. I, well, I, I'm sure know. you know what you're doing. Vanilla Ice is playing over there in Cocoa Beach with our friends who behind the uh, Secret of the Ooze Ninja Turtles movie. That instead of bringing it here to Orlando, Hello. like they told me they were going to do, they're doing we were it over waiting there the whole time. I kind of was. Didn't even <laughs> answer my email. But they're raising money for the Turtle Preservation Society with I love Vanilla it. Ice. So I like I'm the tie in there. Go to Lori Wilson Park on Saturday and uh, throw them some money and save some turtles. And uh, you know what? We're out of time. 
Scotty, thank you so much for subbing in for the bus. Brendan, thank you for having me. And uh, John, thanks for not being here. Thank you to Orlando Fringe for getting Jimmy Bears back. And thank you to our friends at the Art <laughs> and History Museum for giving us that exclusive tour of the amazing exhibit. Be sure to go. It's it's there through September. It's so good. We're going to put up a little TikTok because uh, of all the donkey pictures they had. Because that was my favorite <laughs> part. Talk to you soon, guys.